You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 379 of Podcateers. This week we talk about another old favorite TV show getting the remake treatment on Disney+. We talk about a book series that I recently picked up highlighting the art of Disney animation. New toys are coming to your local McDonald's. Statues are being installed at Walt Disney World. Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin gets a little bit of a plusing. We talk about what's on Andrew's next list. And a Disney Plus series is accused of plagiarism. Remember that you can join the conversation over on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Just search for Podcateers. But we'd like to invite you to join our growing community on Discord. You can find an invite to join us in the blog post for this episode at podcateers.com slash 379. Teamboat Willy pins are now available. We are so proud of this pin. If you don't know, Team Boat Willie is the official charity team of the Podcateers podcast, and we're participating in Walk for Hope to raise money to help find a cure for women's cancers. So how can you help? There's actually a few ways. The first way you can help is by purchasing a Team Boat Willie pin, because we will donate $5 from every pin sold to City of Hope for Women's Cancer Research. If you're not big on pins, that's okay because you can just make a donation. We know it sounds cliche, but every little bit really does help. So even a dollar will help us reach our goal. And finally, we would love for you to become a member of our team and help us raise money. More info on all of these options is available at teamboatwilly.com. The link is super easy to remember because it's just like Steamboat Willy, but without the S. And you can find more information in the blog post for this episode. Again, at podcateers.com slash 379. Uh, Of course, before we kick off this episode, I would like to take a moment to thank a very special group of people known as the FGP Squad, our podcast fairy godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podcasters possible. And as part of the FGP Squad family, you get some additional perks like exclusive discount codes for Podcasters gear, additional content like the Podcasters after show, and access to our monthly happy hour calls, just to name a few. For more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, we invite you to check out podcateers.com FGP. And as always, a super special thank you goes out to the FGP Squad for their continued support. So uh, it's time to get this episode started. If you're new to the podcast, we just want to say welcome. Thanks for taking the time to hang with us. And if you've been hanging with us for some time, we appreciate you coming back and hanging with us again. It's time to get this podcast started. So here we go. Here is episode 379 of Podcateers. You know where that's from, huh? No. <laughs> I was like, no. no. Where's that from? Anime or something? It's no. from Heroes. Oh, shoot. I missed that one. That's all my bad. Yeah. Hiro Nakamura. That was like what he would yell out whenever he was like really happy. Swing and a miss. Dang it. 
Never saw it. Is that I never it watched is? Heroes. Yeah. Oh, save the cheerleader, save the world. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah. Is it on, is it on, what streaming service is it on? <laughs> Where can question. I watch it? <laughs> I don't think who, it's on who any, produced actually. it. <laughs> um. Yeah. You know what? Great question. I don't know if it's streaming on any service right now. Hmm. Uh, it was originally produced. I mean, it's an old show. It's about ten or eleven years old at this point. I remember when it was on the air. Um, oh, it's actually older. Oh my gosh! I had to look it up right now. Okay. Because I wasn't sure, but it ran on NBC. Uh, the first season, fantastic. Uh, spoiler alert: They save the cheerleader and they save the world, and then they go into season two and they didn't know what to do anymore. And it was kind of weird and crazy. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the first season, I totally recommend it. It was super fun. Uh, I don't know where you're going to find it, though. That's the problem. It's on, I just looked it up. It's on Peacock. Okay. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. According to It was on the NBC. So, yeah, that sounds right. Okay. Well, uh, how's everybody doing? Good. Good, good. Yeah. Can't complain. Getting this, uh, nobody can see my video, but I'm getting my my room, all, all my stuff on my collectible shelf and Ooh. having fun. Yeah, I got lights and all kinds of fun stuff going on back here. So when we do our next after show, all the uh, people on the uh, FGP squad will get to see my fancy new lights. It's cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, the after show and the uh, next happy hour call. Cause that's and the happy hour, yeah. Well. So, yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. We always have a lot of fun. You know, I thought the new Jackbox party pack was going to be out by the time that we did the next call, and it doesn't seem to be the case. I think it's going to be out for the October one. Oh. At least I'm crossing my fingers that it's available for the October one. But, you know, we have fun playing. We've we've done several different things. You know, maybe we should bring back the Coco Loteria for yeah. one of the calls. That was fun, and it is almost Halloween, so maybe we can bring that back. And some of Larry us and have Andrew, cards. <laughs> yeah, so Larry and Andrew, I don't think you were a part of the calls when we did Loteria. Are you familiar with the game Loteria? Oh, yeah, for sure. Family Not game. for the life of me, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, so it's essentially Mexican bingo. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right? But instead of numbers and letters... They are artistic depictions of different items. And the one that we had is themed after the film Coco. And so there was all these, you know, artist renditions of uh, Miguel and Dante and, you know, different things from the film. And uh, what I ended up doing was I scanned all of the cards and I set it up so you could just take like a quick picture of it so you can play along and I had a camera set up on my desk pointing down next to me. So I split the screen so that half of it was just the cards that I was tossing so you can fill them in on your card. And then everyone else was on like the right side of the screen. And it worked out way better than I <laughs> thought it was going to. But it was super fun. So Sounds I'm like fun. Yeah, I'm thinking we might do that again, especially with Halloween coming up. So we'll either do it for this month or next month. I don't know. But I think it's worth playing. At one point, I wanted to try to do, like, board games. 
and figure out if there was a way for us to virtually play board games. That's a lot of moving on my part, but I'd basically do the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. The idea would be to just set up the game board, put a camera over it, and everybody just gets like a bird's eye view of the board. You know, we come up with like a virtual die or something like that that you can roll on screen. I don't know. I got to figure out the logistics, but I know it's going to be fun as hell when we do it. You'll figure it out more than anything. So So I'm looking forward to that. Um, Oh, can I tell you? I think one or two of you may know. Actually, I think I may have told Larry and Andrew, but Mel, I think uh, you weren't here when I mentioned it to them. Um, I got a a handful of new books, and I'm waiting on two more to complete my set. Nice. I'm... Super, super excited about this set. I know I'm going to get his last name incorrect, and I know Andrew will be able to correct me, but uh, is it Dieter Getz? I believe that that's how I know it. Yeah, Dieter Getz. Yeah. Okay. That's, a, that's how I know it. Okay. Well, it's either Dieter Getz or Didier Getz. I don't know which one the correct one, uh, which pronunciation is correct, but... I've been purchasing the books they drew as they pleased. And it's a six-volume series that goes all the way back to when the Disney Studios started. There's a lot of artwork that's been previously unpublished. There's a lot of really great descriptions. I mean, there's so many people that have talked so well about this series of books that I thought, okay, I have to get them. Mm -hmm. And I was only going to get one and then just you know, kind of go from there. But then I saw some of the pages in the first one and I was instantly hooked. (laughs) It's really well laid out. There's some really high quality photographs in there of different art pieces. There's been uh, a lot of really great things that I've never seen before uh, as part of them. The first book in the series is all about Disney's golden age. There is a progression. It's the golden age. And then from there, it goes into the 40s um, for like all the musical years. Then it goes into part two of the 40s. I think four is the Renaissance. Actually, no, I think book five is the Renaissance. I don't have them in front of me. I'm so- oh, uh, four is mid-century. Oh, That's okay. what it is. It's like Alice in Wonderland and all that stuff. And then it's Renaissance and then basically everything, you know, that includes like Frozen. They're calling it Disney's new golden age, essentially. So I I have two more books that I'm waiting for. Amazon sent me some alerts saying like, your books are running late. If you do not receive them by this date, please contact us and we will give you a refund or we'll send you brand new ones. It it looks like I'm going to be asking for new ones because it is now two days past the day they were supposed to be here so that's okay it's uh i have something i ordered um uh when was it oh yeah last october oh my gosh i pre-ordered and i still haven't gotten it yet and i've been communicating with this uh online retailer uh they're a small store so i don't i'm not gonna like blast them on here or anything but um i don't know if these are it's a Funko Pop. It's a Funko Soda of Roger Rabbit, and I don't know if these are like stuck in the bay that I, all these toys and everything are stuck in, like on a ship in the California coast or something. But yeah, 
Uh, <laughs> it's been almost a year since I pre-ordered this. Jeez. This is supposed to be uh, shipping in February. So, um, oh wow, yeah, I I know your pain. <laughs> you know what's funny though, I I'm thinking something must have happened during transit because it was out for delivery. Like I got the alert saying that it was out for delivery. And then uh, later that day, instead of getting the your package is 10 stops away, so you could be like, yay, right? <laughs> uh, I never got that. Instead, I got an alert saying that there was a delay in shipping, which I thought was weird because it told me that morning that it was out for delivery already. So I'm hoping that the driver that was carrying that package is okay, you know, because obviously why you know, why would that change all of a sudden? So I'm hoping that the driver's okay. I know that Amazon will, you know, make it right for me and they'll send me the package. But, you know, you, you just never know why these things happen. But it sucks about your Funko, dude. I, I wish uh, I could yeah. do something about it and get you your Funko. It'll come eventually. I, I'm not too worried about it. It's, I mean, of all the things that could be delayed, you know, that that's not a big deal. But... It'll go nice in my Roger Rabbit uh, collection uh, once it uh, arrives. Nice. Well, it's going to be a good way to introduce a topic later in the episode where we talk about some of the changes to the Roger Rabbit attraction cartoon spin that's been um, that's in Toontown. So I can't wait to talk about that. But since we're talking about merchandise, can I just say... Thank you to everyone that's ordered the Team Boat Willy pins over the last week or so. We are so excited to be helping out and to be raising money to help fight women's cancers uh, with City of Hope as part of the Walk for Hope campaign. I went to the post office and I was so excited because my hands were full and I was just dumping a whole bunch of packages into the mailbox. So they went pretty late. They were already closed. But I was so happy warms my heart you know we have some of the best supporters that mm -hmm. we could ever ask for the fgp squad is amazing you know they had first dibs at all of the early numbers in the sequence of the 100 pins that are available and we're reaching that 25th pin right now wow. and so for that's awesome week, it's great you know we're hoping that we get more of them sold because the more that sell obviously the more that we donate to uh city of hope uh, and it all goes to uh, researching cures for breast cancer, gynecological cancers. That's what we're trying to cure. We're not doctors, but damn it, we can provide money so that doctors and scientists can do their thing. Yep. That's what we're doing. One pin at a time. Right? <laughs> mm -hmm. One <laughs> pin at a time. Exactly. So I've been thinking a lot about what we're going to do this year for Team Boat Willie because, you know, Mel, you posted an image that really, it just made me think of uh, other events that we've done. And one of my favorite things that we did for one of the Walk for Hope events was when we printed out the, the banner that you were holding in that picture mm -hmm. where we promised anyone that made a donation, if you wanted us to display the name of the person that we were walking in honor of or in support of, we would put it on a board and we would carry it with us as we were walking, you know, during the event. Now, as far as this year is concerned, I'm not exactly sure what's going to happen because things are still in the air. Things are kind of opening up, but things are kind of closing back up at the same time. So it's a really strange time to be planning these huge events. Yeah. Regardless, 
we still want to do something special. So what I will do, if we can, whether or not we can walk that day, we'll probably have another thing where we do a live stream and, you know, we'll, we'll think of something, right? Mm-hmm. But on Instagram and on the Team Boat Willie page, if you want us to display a person's name that if you bought a pin or you made a donation to our campaign and you want us to display the name of a person, you know, in honor or support of, we will gladly display it in an Instagram story that we will pin to both the Podcateers account and the Team Boat Willie account. And we'll also put them on the Team Boat Willie page in a special section where we honor all of those people. So I'll set that up. We'll get it going. And anyone, again, that's made a donation or anyone that's bought a pin, if there's anyone that you want us to list there, and it's not going to be limited to one person. You know, if you have, you know, several people that you know that have gone through it, send us their names. We will be happy to display them on there. So that will be coming soon. Again, thank you so much to everyone that's purchased the pins. Uh, head on over to podcateers.com slash gear, and you'll see the, the post there where you can buy the pins. $5 from every pin will be donated. I mean, most people, when they sell stuff, it's usually like 5% of the proceeds, 10% of the proceeds. This is 25% of the proceeds that we are donating yep. per pin. Okay, so that is a significant amount. We're hoping to make a really nice donation. And let's let's do this, man. We can change the world, like Mel said, one pin at a time. I love that. One pin at a time, we will try to change the world. So before we move on to all the like the stuff we plan to talk about, remember how I told you that I was watching Turner and Hooch on Disney Plus? Mm-hmm. And before that, I was like, I don't know. I don't know about these, like, you know, how we're rebooting stuff. And blah, 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 yep. blah, 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 blah. <laughs> that's what I sounded like that day. I, I'm, mm-hmm. I clearly remember that's what I sounded like. Sound like Doofenshmirtz from yeah. Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> yeah, of course. They sound like Doofenshmirtz or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> so uh, I decided to watch Doogie Kamealoa. Okay. Right, because there was a Doogie Howser reboot that was coming to Disney+. Plus. I knew about this months ago, and I thought to myself, come on, a Doogie Howser reboot? Why would you do that? I loved Doogie Howser growing up. Right? It was, it, it was a great show, great premise. Uh, I loved the little computer diary thing that he did at the end, and all theme sign, everything was super cool. And I thought, man, they're going to recycle this idea. It's going to be the whole thing. But now it's with a girl. Okay, all right, whatever. So we decided to watch it. And, you know, it's not a rehash entirely of the original. Oh, okay, So have cool. any of you started watching it? I haven't, no. No, okay. not yet. So, <laughs> so they actually address that whole thing in the very first episode within the first few minutes of the show. Uh, at the beginning of the first episode, they basically say, oh, is she my doctor? She said, yeah, yo, but that's a kid. They're like, no, no, uh, she's a genius. She is a doctor. She's kind of like that TV show Doogie Hauser from a long time ago. And so they instantly address it by saying that it's, you know, they're basically living in our world. You know, they mm-hmm. break the fourth wall, essentially, and they say that they're in our world. So they talk about it as if they've seen the show as well. And because of the fact that, they, that they're reminded of the TV show, they nickname her Doogie. 
you know, to kind of mess with her and play with the fact that she's also this child prodigy. So it's not a direct remake of the show. It's definitely inspired by the original version of it. Nice. So, so far the show's not bad. Uh, it's, um, hmm, it's definitely a family type sitcom that you would watch on like Disney Channel. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. With less comedy though. It it is uh it is leaning more towards the like drama. It's like a kid's version of uh, Grey's Anatomy, basically. <laughs> oh, you know? okay. Um, wow. Without without all the sauciness of Grey's Anatomy. Not, not as body as <laughs> Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, yeah. It's really aimed at preteens essentially, but. It's not horrible, is what I'm trying to say. If you watch it, you know, it, my kids were more open to watching that than watching Bluey for some reason. Oh, come I, on. And look, look, I will say, well, look, I try to see it, and my kids are like, Dad, that's for babies. I'm like, yeah, but it's a great show. I think we could all learn something from it. They're like, that's for babies. I'm like, look, we're going to watch Bluey. We don't want to watch Bluey. Real conversation that went down. <laughs> they won, by the way. We ended up watching What If because they were like, but we want to watch the next episode of What If. I was like, okay, I'm not going to argue with that. Let's go. <laughs> and we did. We watched the next episode of What If, and they're enjoying that as well. It's funny, though, because my phone seems to be listening more and more to me because more TikToks and Instagrams are or Instagram posts are being presented to me where they talk about how Bluey is more of a parenting show than it is a show for kids. <laughs> and so I'm thinking, okay, well, we know they're listening. So, yeah. yay. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of kids stuff, we thought it would be really fun to talk about something that is new to Happy Meals. Andrew, tell us about what uh, McDonald's is doing now. Yeah, so um, uh, in conjunction with the Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary, they're releasing 50 Happy Meal toys. Um, And so you have to try and collect all these uh, Happy Meal toys. And I know plenty of people out there that are... um, they're going out there. They're getting their handfuls of toys. But yeah, they're they're pretty cool. um, They have them themed to each park so there's a set that are magic kingdom a set that are epcot a set that are animal kingdom and a set that are hollywood studios they're pretty much in line with the statues that are at walt disney world except for two the two um park exclusive characters figment and orange bird are not in the Happy uh, Meal toys they are replaced by uh, genie from aladdin and Jimmy Cricket. Boo. Yeah. <laughs> Shots fired. I mean, look, look, yeah. I, I I like Genie and Jiminy Cricket, but I mean, if you're celebrating Walt Disney World, wouldn't you want two of their biggest characters represented in this set? Yep. That's I yeah. say make up make them all Disney World characters. I you know, I want uh uh, you know, tiki birds, and I want the goat with the dynamite, and I want the singing busts, and Betty John, the Yeti. And <laughs> U- Uncle Orville, and... Uh, and then, when you get the one that's missing a character, you know that that's the one where Buzzy went. Ah. Oh. <laughs> oh, sorry. Too soon? Okay, I'm sorry. I mean, you could go all the way in the past. You could do, yeah, Buzzy, Kitchen Cabaret, 
Yeah. He uh, uh, <laughs> can do the guy from the Astuter Computer Review, if anybody oh, knows what wow. that is. Um, There's so many. There's so um, many. Is. Yeah. <laughs> that sad elephant. Uh, what is it? Sad elephant. Sad rhino at the end of um, Cali River Rapids. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Sad whatever it is. Oh, I remember dude, what animals at the That's end even of that. more obscure than Buzzy. <laughs> uh, well, I guess uh, real, like, hardcore Disney fans know the story of Buzzy. Uh, in a nutshell, essentially, Buzzy was a character from an old attraction. The attraction shut down, and one day Buzzy was just missing, and there was an investigation. You know what? We'll talk about it in another episode. I think it's an interesting story, but yeah. you know, if <laughs> if you've been interested in the story, you know, start your search there. It was a uh, Cranium Command, I believe. Yeah. So, ah, uh... <laughs> thank you. I couldn't remember what it was called, so I appreciate you jumping in with that. I know it was at Epcot. I mean, because we're talking about Epcot. But, you know, but, you know, Buzzy's so cute. He's like, he's got that big roundy looking face with those round glasses and looks like hat. a little aviator with a little green hat and everything. Kind of cute looking, you know? Yeah. Um, plus, you know, Exitensio designed that animatronic, which is kind of cool. I think Ooh. there's a, a huge legacy to that animatronic, which mm-hmm. is kind of cool. I, man, I, I would just want to do uh, obscure park statues that could be these... Uh, uh, Happy Meal toys. I mean, oh, it could dude. be like like the plant with a sombrero on it. When in uh, <laughs> if you know what that is in the in the uh, Three Caballeros ride at Epcot. Um, yeah. So anyway, well, that's your next list. Remember when you came up with the different Marvel okay, thing? Yeah, yeah. The, those yeah, are the, cool. The, the pet <laughs> Avengers. The pets, yeah, the pet <laughs> Avengers. Now you got one to do All for right. obscure Disney I have to World do attractions. Fifty Di- McDonald's toys they should have made. So, <laughs> oh, fifty is no. pretty high. Fifty. That's a lot. That's a, yeah. How, you about, know how what? about you just come up with like five? <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna do fifty. No. Are I'll you do, really? Oh, I'll do man. fifty-one. You just are in crazy. Case I, wow. Yeah. You know what? Look I, at that. I, you know what? I'm gonna try. We'll see what happens. Well, Your look, power if at any point, if at any point you run into an issue, maybe you can throw it out to the team and then we can collectively try to come up with 50 and or 51. There we go. There we we'll, go. We we'll, shall try. We'll, we'll see where I am next week or if I need more time. So. <laughs> Heck yeah. I love it. I love it. Uh, so, yeah. So these toys are out. Have any of you actually ever tried to collect entire sets of mcdonald's happy meal toys before no (laughs) no not not no i was i was going for during the last run when they were doing the the disney toys i was like oh maybe i'll get these the one that was like spaceship earth and the the ride vehicles and stuff um and then they all got recalled and whatever and i gave up um so yeah no i haven't those were the only ones i started to attempt to do but i wasn't really like hunting for them so i'm not exactly sure how it's going to work for this one but i can tell you that in the past there have been sets that we have tried to get and i've been really unsuccessful at keeping any of them because my kids are always like toy 
cookies and then they just like <laughs> open them and play with them right and i mean they're toys what am i gonna do i'm just i'm gonna let them if i really cared yeah. enough about them i would have boxed them up and thrown them in our storage unit or in our garage and you know s- stored them for later but um the kids open them so we don't have these entire sets but i did learn something the last time because i ran into the same thing you ran into andrew while trying to collect the disneyland set uh it was difficult because some mcdonald's don't get certain toys like they tried to disperse them and i was told that sometimes they even go as far as some states don't have particular toys so they you'll you'll almost never find an entire set especially when the sets are much larger this one I'm not exactly sure how they're going to disperse all of the toys. But another thing that I learned while trying to collect the last one is if you find a McDonald's that is willing to do it, they will sell you all of the toys for a particular fee. So depending on the amount of toys, like the McDonald's ones, you could potentially pay $35, 40 bucks, or whatever it was and get the entire set without having to buy a bunch of Happy Meals, and that way you just ended up with all of the toys. Whether or not that's worth it really depends on the collector. You know, we've had this talk before when we last talked about some of the collectibles that we've missed out on. You know, collecting is relative to how you feel about it, right? If it's something that you really want, and it's something that means something to you, then it'll be worth whatever it's, you know, whatever people are asking for it. But... I mean, I don't, I mean, I saw these toys. I don't think they're, they're like super collectible to the point where it's like, I gotta have all of these. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's, it's, um, in my opinion, if, if they were more park centric, that's what I would be wanting to go after. But it's just a, it's a character and then on a little plastic thing with a paper background that has a picture of the icon of the park. So, I mean, it's neat. But for me, it's it's not something that I'm really like Jones in the get. Yeah, that's that's kind of like where I stand too. That's why I'm like these, they're cute, but I mean I think for some of us we really like to see like really different things. So eh, maybe yeah. if there was a figment or an orange bird, I mean that maybe <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> spend a couple like. $20 looking for them? <laughs> I mean, uh, look, honestly, I know I'm speaking ill of them, but they're not horrible. No. Right? I mean, they, if no, you want nice. the characters, yeah, they are nice. They're a pretty decent size where if you wanted to collect, you know, particular characters from like Little Mermaid or, uh, you know, a couple of Star Wars characters, I think it's like R2D2 and BB8 that are available for Star Wars. Or you wanted the Fab Five, for instance. Like, I think they're nice enough that you can collect, you know, a few of the set. And if you can get all 50, then awesome, right? I'm I'm nobody to tell you to collect these or not. But uh, I'm saying that I wouldn't collect these. You know, yeah. I that's me personally. But I will say that there were people talking about it on the Discord server, and they were comparing notes on which characters they've been able to acquire <laughs> in their latest Happy Meals. Nice. So <laughs> I propose that... We use the Discord server, and if we have to set up like a toy channel or like a collectibles channel or something, then we'll do that. But 
we should set up a place where people can go and if they get duplicates work with other people on the discord server to trade characters that they want that are unavailable to them so that way if something truly isn't available in the state or in your area maybe somebody else can get it for you or if you happen to have doubles of something then you can you know exchange them or sell them or whatever you want <laughs> you know so yeah. if that's something that's interesting to everyone send us a note we'll be happy to set that up on the discord server for everyone that's pretty awesome considering we have listeners in different states so yeah that'd be awesome yeah uh yeah so the statues they're kind of linked to the statues with the exception of the two. I mean, have you seen the statues? I've seen one so far. I am Pictures. really behind on stuff. <laughs> yeah, I've only seen the photos of them. I haven't taken a trip to Walt Disney World. But oh. they um, they look great. I yeah. mean, the quality of them, they look really great. And I know a little while ago they released a video, a kind of like a behind-the-scenes video of them pouring the statues. Oh. Ooh. Um, you know, because they're, yeah, they're solid. And um, so that was really cool. And um, there's a couple different places that list and have photos of um, all the statues. And I think what's impressive about them, to me anyways, is how big they are. Yeah. This, the one in particular that I've seen that I think is really fantastic is the um, uh, Joe from... The Joe Gardner? Yeah, Joe Gardner from... Uh, soul that yes. statue looks fantastic and it's huge Agreed. it's like it's life size if not mm -hmm. larger than life and as a floating keyboard that's i think that's probably the most beautiful statue out of all of them that they made and they're all fantastic yeah so one thing that i was realizing as i was looking at some of the pictures is they probably said this at one point but i wasn't paying enough attention and if they did mention it please let me know uh, it feels like they made all of the statues to scale of what those characters are in the Disney universe. Hmm. That's pretty awesome. Because if you look at the Tinkerbell one and like the Jiminy Cricket one, they're tiny compared to like the Joe statue. I think there's I think there's some liberties, but yeah, I I think you're you're on to something there. Um, the uh, the ones in particular that I think there's a couple. Um, the oh, where'd it go? The Dumbo one is kind of small. I mean, smaller than what I would expect Dumbo to be. Um, and I think uh, like the Abu one and the Orange Bird one. I mean, we don't really know what Orange Bird scale is in theory. I mean, because yeah. it's really just kind of an Orange Bird in. But I think most of them. I think you're correct. They are pretty to scale. And I mean, look, if they're not, it's fine. I it was just the theory, but I the only reason I thought of it was because so the video that you were talking about where they were showing when they poured them, there was mm -hmm. a lot of different like things that they showed, right? They were spraying them, they were lacquering them, they were pouring them. All you see was tang that's really really hot going into these molds and it was a super cool video. If you haven't had an opportunity to see it, I will put it in the blog post for this episode, podcasters.com slash 379, so you can take a look. Um, 
but like when I was looking at the statue, I, I think the the R two D two one was the one that kind of gave me an idea at first of how big they might be, mm-hmm. and then they were working on a hand. I think they were like buffing it out, or they were like like uh, sanding it down or something. There was a hand that they were doing something to, um, that made it feel like it was a more life size statue of a person. I don't know whose hand it was, but that's why I thought that they might have been, you know, pretty life size because even the rocket one, uh there's a rocket raccoon statue that I just think is super it's freaking awesome. Yeah, that's my fave. <laughs> Those details. Uh, he looks significantly large. Like, I think if you're standing next to it, that's about the size of what Rocket would be standing next to Peter Quill. Yeah. yeah, I I think the photos I'm looking at, they're just of the statues, so I'm kind of having a hard time with scale on some of these. So, um, yeah, I think you're definitely onto something there, Hazen. Have they said whether or not these statues are going to live past the celebration? Because the celebration is running from October 1st, for 18 months, right? Mm-hmm. Have they mentioned if they're taking these down after, or are they just going to remain part of the park after? You know what? I wouldn't be surprised if we saw them at the expo. Well, no, the expo's going to happen before the 18 months is over, though. Oh. Yeah. Man, I mean, bubble uh, burst. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, we could see replicas. Yeah. Could? I don't think they've made an announcement either way from what from the news I've been hearing. I don't think they've they've said either way. Um, and the the people that I would expect, I've been seeing a lot of Zach Ridley has been posting a lot about these and a, like a lot of the a new, Imagineering news and stuff from his Instagram. And I haven't seen anything from any of those pages. So. I think no news at this point, but uh, who knows? Things like to stick around, I, yeah. I have a feeling. Yeah. Yeah. So of all the ones that you've seen, uh, I think, Larry, you said the Rocket one is your favorite. Yeah, you're underselling the coolest part of Rocket. He's got Baby Groot on his shoulder. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's my favorite part Groot. about it. If you look at Baby Groot, I mean, he's like legit like what everybody always goes to the park and they buy those baby groots that are magnetic and sit on your shoulder this is the yes. ultimate like version of it well it should be it's rocket <laughs> right it's got yeah. full detail you talk about scale and it just he's got the smile it sold me and it's like the smallest part of the rocket's awesome trust me the detail they did like you're saying you could tell it's poured into something and then like iron like cleaned by some kind of metal and then also painted. But Baby Groot, man, if you get a picture to see it, it's just, yeah, it makes you happy. Immediately I see it, I'm happy. It's like Baby Groot alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is super intricate, man. Like, when you look at it, all of Rocket's fur is very detailed on that statue. A lot of the sure. other characters uh, have very smooth lines, you know, like mm-hmm. the Mickey, Minis, Goofies, Plutos. Like, they're all very smooth characters, you know, but... Rocket has a lot of texture. Baby Groot does as well. And the fact that you can see the texture throughout these little statues, man. Ah, dude, dude, I'm just cool. This would be worth going out to Disney World for me. Like, it sounds dumb, right? It sounds like, oh, well, isn't Disney World worth going to Disney World for? Exactly. Yes, it is. But, man, I just, I would love to see all of these statues because not all of them are out either, right? I think they, uh, they've been slowly trickling them out. I so, think at this point, they're all out. 
Oh, they are all they, out now? I believe so. I've I've been scrolling through photos and I see them everyone I see is a photo in place. So, um I think at this point they're all out. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I'm going to have to go and try to find the rest of them uh, because they're, yeah, I, I want to see all of them. But I love to see them in person at one point. Uh, of all the ones that you've seen, Andrew, which one is your favorite? Um, I, like I said earlier, I think that Joe one is fantastic. I just think they did a great job of the, the whole sculpt around it. I mean, Joe's not my favorite character by any means from anywhere. I, the movie was great, but that statue by far, I think is the most like jaw dropping statue out of all of them. Nice. And then a close behind is a uh, Fickman, I think. <laughs> oh, that's a great one too. Mel, what about yeah. you? Which one? I just saw Joe's statue and I'm like, just looking at it. Because whoever did this, they captured the moment of him being on that keyboard with the music. Uh, it's just, it's beautiful. And so, yeah, that's my yeah. vote. <laughs> I have to agree. Uh, well, for the sake of not selecting one that you've selected, uh, I'm going to go with another one that I was super impressed with. It's Miguel's statue. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. so much... Uh, there's so much detail in just the guitar alone, and it looks like a child playing a guitar. It's so <laughs> well made. I'm so impressed with how it looks. He's got the goofy little grin on his face, just like a kid would, you know. So I love it. I love it. So he's got Dante right next to him. He's got Dante, yeah. And they yeah. did a really great job. I mean, uh, I don't know. I'm telling you, I would totally want to go to Walt Disney World just to see these, like. Going to Epcot is worth it in itself, but, uh, you know, to see this, I don't know, call me crazy, but. No, not at all. (laughs) (laughs) It is what it is. Well, if you have a favorite statue, sound off in the comments of the Instagram post for this episode or join us over on Discord. We'd love to hear your thoughts on which of the statues is your favorite. Uh, well, before we move on to talking about this Roger Rabbit thing we teased early on in the episode, I do want to remind you that this episode of Podcateers is brought to you by a fantastic group of folks known as the FGP Squad, or as we call them, our podcast fairy godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podcateers possible. If you want more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, you can head over to podcateers.com slash FGP for more information. There you'll find a list of some of our top contributors. You'll also find a link to our Patreon in case you want to sign up and a little bit of info about what the FGP Squad is in general. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. But being part of the FGP Squad just gets you some additional perks like access to the Podcateers After Show, access to our monthly happy hour call, additional content discounts on pocketeers gear uh exclusive access to launches of new products like we did with the team boat willy pin and a bunch of other stuff so again if you have any questions feel free to reach out to us we'll be happy to answer any questions that you have and of course to all of the members of the fgp squad we just want to send a huge thank you for your continued support uh, Andrew, or should I say Roger? Yeah, hey, hey, Andrew had to step out for a second. It's me, your pal Roger here, and I'm here just to, I want to tell you about the stuff that's happening with the ride. I think oh. Andrew came back and it turned into Jay Leno for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I can't hear myself right now. <laughs> do you, well, let's see. Do you have a collection of cars? Yeah, it's great. I love cars. <laughs> and, and I drive my fire truck around. And <laughs> uh, tell us about some of these changes that have happened to Cartoon Spin. Yeah, okay. Um, Andrew's back. Um, Jay Leno left. <laughs> um, maybe Roger will come back later. Um, so, yeah, the it looks like um, Roger Rabbit is getting an update, and I'm excited about it. That means they're not getting rid of Roger Rabbit, which is a rumor that has happened many a time. Um, but, yeah, so it looks like uh, Jessica is going to be taking a – larger role in the attraction um going from being like tied up in the trunk of a car to being a detective of some sorts um she's trying to she's tired according to this article um jessica rabbit is determined it is past time to show and for her to throw her fedora in the ring by starting her own private investigation service um uh, and she says, watch out, weasels. Your reign of terror is over. So um, this is a great plus up. Um, I'm glad that they're doing things to this attraction, you know, plussing it up, making, you know, new animatronics, new fun things for us to see. Um, and that just means that uh, this ride is going to be around uh, for another good amount of time. Yep. That's that's the cool part about this is exactly what you mentioned, the animatronics and knowing how they are, she's gonna look great and yes, fedoras. Let's do more, more fedoras and everything. <laughs> <laughs> but it's gonna be cool because if you know they do change it, it's gonna give us again another story. It's gonna be great, and it's not going away. Yay. Toontown yeah. is going to be alive again, and it's going to be it, – it's awesome. I mean, we know Toontown needed love, so I love it. I'm I'm off for this. I can't wait to see. For me, I think uh, – oh, I'm all in. And, I, you know, Andrew, you just bring up a point for me right now. I just clicked, and I was like, yeah, you're right. This means the ride's here to stay for at least the time being. And that's been one of the rumors out there, especially now we have the new ride coming with the – mickey and minnie railroad being introduced out there you're, and they keep taking up space for that ride and they're like oh god it's getting closer mm-hmm. and closer like this yeah. ominous feeling right uh but now knowing that they're going to ramp up this ride too it feels like it's gonna be a part of that updating of toontown and i and you know when you read the little snid bit that they put out there at disney it does give a shout out to legendary toon detective eddie valiant uh, which i thought yeah pay some credit to the original story a little bit but let's update it now and put it in with you know jessica rabbit's iconic and to make her mm-hmm. a more you know powerful character in the ride i'm all for it and yeah andrew perfect point if it means here it's to stay I'm, I'm with it just a great ride yeah i mean there's been a lot of updates obviously on attractions there's a lot of changes to empower women a little bit more we've seen it also in disney animation and that's awesome i'm glad that we're seeing some of these changes do you know if they happen to change some of the other things that would have con- been considered like risque for that? Like, did they take Baby Herman's cigar out or anything like that? I did notice that that was gone from the queue um, when I was there last week. 
Um, so it's just kind of a baby Herman voice with no hand or anything. Like the whole arm is gone. Oh, the whole um, arm is gone? Yeah, so it's just like a bassinet or, you know, like a little bassinet thing that's in there um, or buggy or whatever that's in the, the window you look in. Um, and I'm trying to remember what else. At the, at the time when we went, I believe that Jessica animatronic that was in the trunk is in the first scene is gone and that's has a barrel of dip in the trunk now um so i'm assuming that the the jessica animatronics that are in there which i believe is there are only two if i'm remembering correctly um that they will either be updated uh or redressed or we'll get more because Some of these scenes that are in there don't really play to um, that storyline of of Jessica being a detective. And now it could just be we're adding this in and you're still just spinning around the city because that's pretty much the whole storyline. Your tires have disintegrated from dip and you're spinning and spinning and spinning. Um, so I guess we'll see when these updates roll out what's going to happen. Um, but I'm excited either way. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, it's been a while since I've been on the attraction. Ugh, I'm not going to say how many years because I know you're deeply connected to it. And I think I would offend you <laughs> as, as to how long it's been since I've been on the attraction. But uh, yeah, I'm excited to see the changes. Uh, it It is a great attraction and I love what they're doing with it. Uh, so uh, it'll be interesting to see what else changes. Uh, because like you said, the story just doesn't go with it. That that was part of the th- what confused me the most about the changes that were coming, right? If they were going to, you know, they could also just be waiting for Runaway Railway to be done so they can close down this attraction to give it a complete overhaul. But they wanted to start making changes now so that when they did, people weren't like, ah, what'd you do? Yeah, announce it now, yeah. like you know, like they did with Princess and the Frog. Announce it now, so people have time to like, you know, feel their feelings about it before it goes away. Right. Um, or is that, I mean, in this case, it's not going away, um, but it's just being uh, revamped. Which I mean, which is exciting. So yeah. I'm, I'm, a, like I said before, I'm excited that this means that Roger Rabbit isn't going anywhere. And I want all the Roger Rabbit I can get. And maybe that'll be there'll be some more merchandise that I can purchase. <laughs> oh, I'm sure there's gonna be merchandise. I'm sure you're you're gonna be happy with what they release. There's always merchandise, Andrew. There's always merchandise. Yes. <laughs> I have a confession to make, Hazen, just to join in with you, because you've we've put some confessions out here about Roger Rabbit right now, because you said you haven't wrote it right. Yeah. I'm sorry, Andrew, but when you explained why we're spinning, I have never realized that's why you're spinning on the ride. <laughs> <laughs> I just kept spinning, thinking, oh, it's wacky. It's rabbit. It's just because you're losing yeah. control. Or you're trying to cut through the city or whatever. But, oh, my God, now it makes sense. My yeah, yeah the dips, the, there's a big spilled <laughs> barrel of dip. And, you know, he uh, goes, want to spin? Come yeah. on in. And, and, yeah. God. <laughs> It's mind-blowing. Now i got to ride the ride again. <laughs> well, look, look, I'm just going to throw this out there. If you don't have the opportunity to go ride the attraction anytime soon, then I would just recommend that you head on over and listen to Podcateers episode 252, where we talked all about Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin. 
and we had a little bit of the uh, history of the attraction and everything. So if you want to know a little bit more about Andrew's favorite attraction, well, head on over that, listen to okay. episode two. <laughs> <laughs> One of Andrew's <laughs> favorite attractions. There you go. Awesome. Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin is one of the greatest rides in Disney history. Ah, oh, you had it here, folks. Ah, <laughs> uh, cool. So, uh, since we're talking about attractions, uh, I wanted to bring up this interesting topic that uh, came up in my feed this last week. And it kind of blew up Twitter for a while. Uh, I, you know, I try to stay away from Twitter. Uh, I hate to admit it, but I try to stay away from Twitter because for some reason I end up reading more nasty stuff than I do <clears throat> anything good for some reason. I don't know. I, I don't know if it's I don't know. It just finds me, I guess. Um, that algae rhythm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this story that came up, I mean, it was uh, yeah, it was really interesting because uh, recently there was a new show on Disney Plus called behind the attraction and you know it talks about different attractions at disneyland and it was produced by the rocks production company uh seven bucks productions and when we first talked about it we talked about how much we enjoyed it we talked about all of the attractions and we had seen all of them not realizing there was something uh kind of you know important that should not really have happened um so uh, there was an accusation that was posted by a YouTuber. Uh, it's called, uh, I think the YouTube channel is called The Art of Engineering. And they had done an episode on their YouTube channel back in 2019, I believe, talking about how the Tower of Terror works. And in that YouTube video uh, where they talk about, you know, how it actually is, is a pulley system and everything, they had a drawing of how they set up the tower to look from the side and the chambers where, you know, the, the cars are, the cars are or the vehicles are passing through, like, the, the fourth dimension and all that stuff. And in the Behind the Attraction uh, show for the Tower of Terror there was a graphic that looked very, very, very similar to the one that showed up in that YouTube video. Uh, now, uh, when I started reading the thread, it looks like the author of that original video uh, was tagged by, by lots of people that had seen his original video. Uh, I went back and I watched it, and I got to tell you, the images are super similar like with maybe a couple of tweaks here and there um i mean before i keep talking on this one what are your thoughts on this i see the images and just give credit where credit is due ouch and why did yeah, anyone yeah. look <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah, they they should have done some checking here because uh, yeah, same with you Hazen. I saw this thread on Twitter, came through my Twitter, and it's not just one instance of his video that they use. It's at least three different times in this one episode that it's used. Um and it's just identical. There's even an image in his that he shows where the two are overlaid and um <clears throat> you know, if you if you read this whole thing, he goes, 
I didn't consult any plans. I didn't do any. There's no architectural thing. I just drew this artistically how I felt like it should be in this video. And then you take the one from the behind the attractions and overlay it. And it's identical. Every line is in the same spot. The colors are a little different. There's like all these stars in the fifth dimension room are in the same place. It's it's they've changed the most minimal amount of things they could um, to try and get away with it. And, you know, it's a good thing that um, that people saw this and are pointing it out, because I, I think if we all just go and um, and not say anything about it, then it's just going to people are going to keep getting, you know, not credited and uh you know their their hard work not recognized and you know people just think oh disney had this graphic up and they da 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 when you know somebody took a long time to do something you know for free you know for their own youtube channel and then it just kind of gets you know uh ripped off and you know there's not really any other way to put it um so yeah it's it's kind of uh it sucks that it happened but I hope uh, some somebody comes out and uh, officially gives this guy credit or something. Now, it's like you guys mentioned, it's a production company that Disney worked with to put this on Disney Plus. So there's, you know, it's a different way how to get to the end product. So I could see how this must have been like a little slip through the crack. But with that slip through the crack, you know, that could, you know, break the mom's back but anyway no, I'm, I'm sorry <laughs> what i mean by that is like you gotta eat like what you're all mentioning you gotta pay credit and why i say this is because for every time you do anything disney oh they'll come ask you for you know the rights they all ask you for to explain the licensing they're very quick to pick up on those things so this is one where they have to flip the script i think you know it's just like paying credit as we mentioned a few episodes a while ago on that deep fake you were talking about on the Mandalorian, how they gave that Marvel, I mean, excuse me, they gave that guy pretty much a job because he did such a good job on rendering the images. Well, this is like a straight taking of images and using it for your own production. So I feel like there's some, you know, they get reconciling here kind of thing and they got to figure this all out, how this became, uh, and get a little more deep dive. But if do needs to be done to be, hey, these are his images and this is something that we really liked and we should have been a little bit forefront with them and when we used them we just really liked the show and we were just trying to put it out then go ahead and say it i think that would be fine but yeah obviously you gotta pay some play some rights for those images too yeah yeah i mean those are all great points i mean you know something like this i think from an artistic standpoint, I think hits a little bit harder, right? Because we have a lot of friends that are artists. We have a lot of friends that are crafters. Uh, I'm sure, Mel, that you see this all the time where somebody will come up with a really great idea in the crafting world and all of a sudden there's like 20 of them listed on Etsy, right? Yep. So, you know, sadly it happens. And I, I think when it comes to you know, creating artistic depictions of things that we like for from the Disney company when it comes to characters and, you know, attractions and all that stuff. There's artistic license that you can take to make it significantly different enough that, you know, you can make your own and it becomes a product that you have, right? There mm -hmm. is parody law that will allow you to 
uh, duplicate something in a way where if you change it significantly, then if it happens to look like that other thing, then, you know, you've parodied that product, which is the basis of a lot of the Podcateers t-shirts and designs that we had from really early on when we started the podcast. Some right. of you may remember like the logo that looks very similar to the Starbucks one. Uh, I have a sticker on my like my metal cup. You know, I have uh, we had one that looked like the MLB logo, like the Jurassic Park logo, like the Lucasfilm logo. And so they were all parodies of things that we admired and things that we really enjoyed. But this this is different. You know, this is like you said, uh, this is a direct copy and this is not good. Like this essentially is taking something from the original artist where they could have made some kind of money. They could have done a consulting thing or, you know, had people not spoken up, people would have never known that that was right. the case here. Right. And mm -hmm. like you said, Andrew, I'm glad that people did speak up. And, you know, to your point, Larry, when things like this slip through the cracks, it's easy how they can. Right. I'm not justifying it. And I'm not saying that it, you know, it's right because it happened. But I can say that when you work for a large corporation and when two corporations are working together to produce something, things can slip through the cracks. Um, especially since this other company was putting something like this together. It doesn't matter what their timeline is. You know, the fact that it was, you know, directly copied and the color was just changed. is not right. Uh, is this Disney's fault? No. But should Disney respond? I think so. You yeah. know, because it's a product that ended up on Disney Plus. Ultimately, it's something that represents their brand. And whether or not they were responsible for putting it out there, they should at least say, hey, we're sorry that this happened. And who knows? Like you said, Larry, maybe the guy will get a job in designing attractions or something. Like, he seems to be good at it. Like, he did a really great artistic rendition from the information that's available about how Tower of Terror works, right? All of that information has been available to all of us, and nobody sat there and actually drew the darn thing out from the side like this. So uh, I think there's different ways that Disney can respond to this. But you're right. If this was someone taking Disney's direct artwork, they would have been all over it. Right. Mm -hmm. We've had to stop selling designs that are too close to Disney characters, you know. So had this been something that they created and someone else took, they would have sprung into action immediately. So I hope they do the right thing as well. Um, I don't know who's looking into it, if anything. I know it'll get settled at some point. But, yeah, I mean, uh, again, it's not Disney's fault that it happened but they should at least respond to the fact that it did and acknowledge that, yes, you know, this made it through. Maybe edit the credits to give the guy some kind of, you know, creator or designer credit or, you know, something or, you know, kick him down with a check or something for some of the work they did. I don't know. A you know, magic key, something. Yeah. I mean, at least give <laughs> him something. I'm just saying. Like, give Everybody him a tour of soul the... for a magic key. Yeah. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, look, that could be his price. You never know. Right? Yeah, right. But, uh, yeah, it was really uh, an interesting thread, to say the least. And um, the more that I read through it, and I, I saw the ones where he overlaid the graphics, Andrew. And, yeah, I mean, with... It's like 99.5% the same, 
Yeah, it's. I mean, the one I was looking at, it's it's the 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 one that shows the fifth dimension room, and the only differences there are the the e equals mc squared is in like a different location. The clock is like a millimeter different, and then this like three arches is a different angle. But all the stars are in in the exact same place. Everything else is identical. Well, uh, if you haven't had the opportunity to watch the video, uh, the video is great, by the way. The video that he, where um, uh, the YouTuber talks about how Disney's Tower of Terror works, it's an awesome video. I will put that in the blog post for the episode as well if you want to check that out. Podcateers.com slash 379. You can go. There's a ton of other uh, stuff on that channel that's really, really interesting. There was a few videos that I've watched that I've learned a few things from myself. So uh, kudos. I had his name written down. Do you remember his name, Andrew, the owner of the YouTube channel? James St. O-N-G-E. I don't know how to pronounce that. Onge. Oh, okay. Onge. James St. Onge? St. Onge? Onge. Well, uh, hey, if we're James. Si- yeah, we're let's just go you, with buddy. James. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you've had an opportunity to see this, you know, we'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Uh, again, we're not blaming Disney on this one. That's not what we're aiming to do. But we think that Disney should at least acknowledge the fact that, you know, this happened. And that they're working on correcting it because this isn't cool. There is a lot of things that get, you know, uh, borrowed without permission, you know, in the Disney community. Um, But again, if this was in Disney's hands and somebody took something that Disney directly created and it was just being posted like this, like they would have been all over it. You know, so we think it's only fair that they respond accordingly and fairly, you know, following their own rules. So that's all. Yep. Uh, I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode. What do you think? Yeah, sure. sounds good. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, FGP squad, you're going to be getting a notification soon about the next happy hour call. If you haven't received that yet. And I don't know what we're going to do, if we're going to do Jackbox or if we're going to do some kind of board game, if I can get it set up, or Loteria again. Loteria might be fun. We'll see what I can set up. Uh, Anyhow, that's going to be coming. You'll see the post in the Discord server in the channel specifically for the FGP squad and over on Patreon. Uh, Again, if you have any questions or if you just want to check out what the FGP squad is all about, podcasters.com slash FGP is where you want to go. And that's it. It's going to wrap it up for this episode. So until next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Bye. See ya. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Let me know if you get in a boo. <laughs> <laughs>